Hey guys, welcome to Rafiki. Thank you so much for tuning in. Not gonna lie, we're low key a bit nervous. <laughs> oh, definitely. But yeah, but we want to thank you guys so much for all of the support and for also embarking on this journey with us. Yeah, because it definitely takes a lot of courage to be able to push past mm-hmm. the barriers of being perceived. But on this podcast, we're wanting to create space to to be more compassionate with ourselves and give ourselves that room to mess up and open the floor for people to correct us because there's there's nothing eh, nothing <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that's yeah. going to be entirely perfect and mm-hmm. um i remember Karis if you're hearing this uh she <laughs> alluded to speaking in draft and that's something that we definitely want to keep in mind as we're going on this podcast and just leaving room for us to go back to to trace back our steps and figure it out and learn as we go. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully <laughs> you guys enjoy our silly conversations and everything. And yeah, so we want to start off by introducing ourselves. And um, yeah, so I think we want to start off by saying like something small about ourselves. Who are we? Where do we come from? And what brought us to the Netherlands? <laughs> So, Brenda, do you want to start? Okay. Or? So, um, yeah, I'm Brenda, as you, most of you should know. Um, and I'm Kenyan, but I grew up in Tanzania. And I found myself in the Netherlands uh, through school. I don't know if that makes any sense. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so I applied to study in the Netherlands. That was in 2020. Um, and obviously, I did my first year online. And then eventually moved here um, in 2021, August. Mm. And since then, I've been pursuing a psych degree. And it has completely changed the way I view Mm. myself and those around me. Mm. And yeah, I'm just excited to share that with the world. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And yeah, I also actually, um, I'm from Switzerland and Kenya. But I was born in Switzerland. But then I was also in Kenya for like 10, 11 years. And yeah, so I also came to Netherlands because that was literally the only place where my boyfriend and I could study to be together at the same place. So yeah, Webster was like the perfect place for that. And yeah, um, how did we meet? <laughs> so um, I actually don't remember. No, literally, I remember it was um, careers in psychology and I'm chilling and then I see... I see Tula and I'm like, okay, she looks really cool. I want to get to know her. Um, And then over time, like we literally, we didn't really have much conversation apart from just like passing each other in the hallway. Yeah. And then um, I think it was in when we're doing another class, the one with Nivenka. Yeah. No, not Nivenka, with Nevis. And then we we just sparked a conversation and then... I don't know, I feel like we just realized that we had a lot of the same interests. Yeah. And then we, w- before you know it, we literally cannot like get rid of each other. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's become an obsession. I gonna swear lie. down. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so what inspired you to study psych? I just remember like throughout my life, my parents always telling me about how I just, I I had a passion for caring for others, a passion for you know spreading mm-hmm. love like i remember as a kid i always either wanted to be like a doctor mm-hmm. or like a politician and yeah. i just i had this zest for life president brenda lee <laughs> you know the vibes you know the vibes yeah um but i think uh that was like i think my last year in high school i didn't really have mm-hmm. much of a knowledge of uh, mental health awareness yeah. and 
if if I'm being completely honest, it wasn't necessarily something that I, I prioritized. I never yeah. really paid much attention to it. Yeah. Um, but I think like my genuine interest for psychology really started when I did um, this personality theory class, mm-hmm. and I really had to actually challenge like who I was outside mm-hmm. of all the roles I was performing, mm-hmm. and that's where that passion of like understanding who I am and how I interact mm. with people that really just sparked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Man? Yeah, for me it was actually I feel like I've always been like such a sappy person. <laughs> me too, like, bestie. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I'm so sappy and I think it also started in like middle school. Maybe it's also because of growing up in like that savior complex, yeah. you know, and like taking that up but I used to really love giving advice I mean mm-hmm. it's now that I learned like mm-hmm. how detrimental it can also be yeah. but at the same time I did really enjoy being there for people mm-hmm. and like I don't know I, I felt always like such a fulfilling Joy, yeah, feeling yeah, yeah exactly and also just being there for people and supporting people and also being very understanding mm-hmm. you know and yeah so I think that in actually it was in high school when I took this AP psychology Mm -hmm. class and I knew it was for me I knew it I loved every single part of it and like you know people are so complicated and I feel like not a lot of people dare to like Mm, be understanding or to you know Mm -hmm. and it goes on something that we also talked about about how we see people as as individuals that are perceiving us instead mm-hmm. of pe- like as, yeah actual people yeah actual who are living people their own exactly yeah. yeah so I think that's what um, and also being with horses like growing up with horses mm-hmm. they're such empathetic animals mm-hmm. and like I don't know I feel like that also inspired me because yeah. bro with horses you really have to learn to just be so understanding because yeah. it's it's normally not they're normally not the problem but you are and you Mm. have to understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and like yeah that amount of you have to be so understanding Mm -hmm. and I think that's also what inspired me but I'm really loving it so (laughs) far and yeah and I think it was both such a beautiful it was such a beautiful path for both of us to go down to because I'm seeing also your light shining and you know yeah but um so um what inspired us to create Rafiki (laughs) I think it's just mm. like, especially, yeah, like ever since I started s- studying psychology, I just mm. go on these, um, like I just have these super like long conversations with mm-hmm. my friends about anything, everything and nothing <laughs> at all. And um, I think it's just like always saying like, you know, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. Yeah. And it's like, I'm saying it, but I'm like, you know, at the back of my head, I'm like, yeah. no, nah, there's no way this is actually going to happen. Yeah. And then... You come in and you're like headstrong. You're like you're ready to go, and I'm like okay, 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 okay. And obviously, yeah, it's nerve wracking. I think it's super yeah. nerve wracking to just put yourself out there. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's great to be able yeah. to just stand in your power and yeah. be like just come as you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Rafiki started when we were doing the um, the corruption class, especially, yeah. mm-hmm. and we heard an opinion about uh, you know about corruption in the global south yeah. and how um, it was already embedded in our culture prior to colonization. And mm, I think that, that sort guy of really sparked <laughs> that. Like it was just the you know the, the fuel to the fire. The, yeah. Like that was just what we needed to be like. Yeah. Okay, now nah, that's it. We yeah. need to get voices out. We need to hear what other people have to yeah. say about this. Um, exactly. And at the end of the day, I think, mm-hmm. you know, one of Tula's goals that I'd sort of, I'd kind of like given up hope um, is wanting to go back to Kenya and like make a difference. Because mm. 
especially in like the mental health sector when we mm. see places like Madari and it's like yeah. I haven't seen the whole picture of what yeah. mental health um, awareness looks like in Kenya but when I'm seeing things like that and when mm-hmm. we're seeing these individuals suffering from mental illness being ostracized from society yeah. it's like the that hope to like first off deal with these politicians who are constantly turning a blind eye it kind of just it was it was completely overshadowed by that um and then you come in and you have like that spark and you're like you're ready to go back home and i think that sort of like inspired me as well to just like be able to say like it is possible and i'm just thinking back to that guest lecture we had when they were talking about how just that shift in thinking of mm. thinking that something is possible from it's not possible mm-hmm. is i think that's where the magic starts yeah no yeah. i feel you and i actually feel so much the same like at the time where i was really having the dreams of going mm-hmm. back to kenya i felt so helpless because mm-hmm. bro the situation is so messed up like yeah. it can you can feel helpless very easily just yeah. because of how bad the situation is but then also seeing you know you're also such a powerful force you know and you're and I feel like that also kind of also gave me hope that we mm-hmm. can actually do something no, and yeah for me I also feel like Rafiki started with all of our like endless conversations <laughs> no literally because yeah. we'll like we'll say yeah, yeah we're just gonna have a quick yeah. chat just like one cup of tea and exactly. then before you know it it's like <laughs> three hours of class I remember there's a time like I came here at six and we stayed up till 3 a.m talking <laughs> yeah, no but it was like, a great conversation I feel like it's really valuable conversations mm-hmm. that are taking place no, you know definitely. things that we can all kind of contribute to and I feel like I think it's a conversation that people need to be yes. having because psychology is such a big part of our yeah. lives and you know a lot of people reject that sappy side of themselves but i feel like deep down like we all kind of are Mm -hmm. sappy or maybe not everyone but but even in nature i think it's just like even the way our our whole like neurological system is set up to respond to these cues there's a certain like nature of it you know it's it's like it's embedded in us and it's like almost it's almost upsetting that we neglect that exactly. side. So I hear you completely. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like also um, this podcast also kind of, you know, rose for us to be more confident in our voice yeah. and to really put ourselves out there because, you know, we'll get into more of this later, but it's so important for us yeah. to find our voice now mm-hmm. because to make the changes in Kenya, I feel like there'll be a lot of adversities. There'll be a lot of people yeah. who are against us. There'll be a lot of people who you know, will challenge us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure the politicians will also not mm-hmm. like that we're like anti-corruption, yeah. like in a, no, in a more helpful way because mm-hmm. they are also, this cycle that they're in in Kenya, I feel like is also part of like an addiction that's taking place, Absolutely. you know. And it's just such a repetitive cycle mm-hmm. and it's so, and I don't know, you can... I feel like we can do a lot of big things. I no, know absolutely. it. And, and one yeah, step at a time. And exactly. Just going back to what you said, it's like we've had all of these great conversations, but we don't have the entire story. Exactly. And that's why we want to create mm-hmm. this platform so we yeah. can we can hear other people's experiences exactly. and hear their stories. And exactly. And just get, uh, you know, to be able to just engage with your perception yeah. and, you know, just come to a place of understanding. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's also um, why we kind of call it Rafiki. Yeah. You know, friend in Swahili, it means friend. And like, it's because we also want to bring in those different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And we already have some really nice guest speakers coming up. So <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> yeah. So. That brings us kind of to our... Oh, yeah, we were also talking about, like, a lot of the shared struggles of, mm-hmm. for example, being an African student in Europe, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I feel like you're battling with so many, like, um, harmful stereotypes against yeah. you. 
and even some stereotypes that you create for yourself exactly and also those stereotypes that were even created in Kenya and you brought Mm -hmm. them with you you know or um, yeah so I feel like also there's a lot of things that people struggle with our Mm -hmm. age not just African students but I think any internationals coming into it's overwhelming I feel like you know yeah and um I think also our energy kind of inspired. <laughs> no, definitely. Because yeah. I think in the past couple of months, mm-hmm. like, I think the thing with psychology is whether you like it or not, um, when you're asking, when you're when you're digging deep into all of these mm-hmm. like human experiences and how like we're mm-hmm. affected by our environment, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it forces you to kind of look at yourself. Yeah. And I think because of that inward looking, now you know oftentimes it's like that navel gazing like you're in that cycle of like constantly assessing yourself to this like unrealistic standard Mm -hmm. and I think you know something that you've spoken so much about and I think it really did spark something in me but about fear Mm -hmm. love and compassion Mm -hmm. and you know the not necessarily I I wouldn't want to just um, like deem them as polar but fear and love being on that like polar spectrum but also just feeding ourselves with compassion throughout that process and I feel like that's really it's really like ignited that spark in us to keep this going Yeah, no I feel you and I feel like also um, you know in our bio we said two loving Kenyans and I feel like that also really describes us very well and I feel like with this podcast we're really willing to go the extra mile with Mm -hmm. being compassionate because I feel like compassion is also what all about what you do with that mm-hmm. love you know Absolutely. and also i feel like acting with compassion allows you to combat the fear you mm-hmm. know that and i don't know that's also kind of what um what brings us to our next question which mm-hmm. is what is rafiki about you know and, that's um, a broad one yeah because <laughs> we're wanting to cover a, a wide range of topics mm-hmm. but i think what it is is um uh one of the major psych professors um mm-hmm like the head of the psych department at our school um and when i remember when i was i was interviewing him for the careers in psychology class and he was Mm -hmm. talking about um how he how he navigates being a counselor without Mm. um without rubbing people of their own experiences in his Mm. empathy Mm. and what he says one of the greatest skills you can master in this Mm. life is to see people as they are and Mm. i think that's what we're trying to do with rafiki exactly is to see people as they are and going back to what we said earlier Mm. not just as their perception of us but as who they individually are and that could be a lifelong you know search but at least we're starting it yeah and you know i think also sometimes seeing people as they are can be scary or like not always not just scary but because we're naturally egocentric Mm -hmm. you know we also want to see them in a way that that we like Mm -hmm. to see them okay now i'm also kind of (laughs) in my nerves a bit so it's all good but um i think by also putting out that energy is like a chain reaction as mm-hmm. well, you know, for maybe not redefining love, but also in the conversations that we have, especially mm-hmm. with the people that we bring in, yeah. you know, um, seeing love from a different ex- perspective oh, yeah. and in different situations, you know. And I think also um, we really want to, um, you know, like a big thing that we've been talking about, me and Brenda Lisa, is about empowerment, Mm -hmm. you know, and that brings me back to a quote that my mom actually said, which was um, that um, corruption exists when there's a lack of empowerment, you know, and yeah, I think Rafiki also wants to empower those voices and to just create 
a base where people can express, you know, mm-hmm. and to and come as they are, you yeah. know, be it if you're disagreeable or, yeah. you know, sappy or whatever, yeah. like <laughs> society deems to be disagreeable. No, we want to also make room for that. You mm-hmm. know, another big topic we've been talking about is like making space, yeah. you know, especially in the inner child work. You're mm-hmm. always looking at the things that encroach on your space. Yeah. But I feel like we want to create a space where, where we're welcoming to everything mm-hmm. and to, you know, to also learn from others and yeah. their experiences oh, that's yeah. very true yeah. Yeah. and I, I think yeah a huge part of it is just the learning experience because yeah. one thing for sure is like I really enjoyed learning all the things I'm learning in yeah. uh, in this degree and I'm sure yeah. you have as well Yeah. Um, and I also just seeing how much like psychology just permeates yeah. all of these aspects of mm-hmm. you know human experience yeah, yeah. and also and now you just reminded me mm-hmm. also I feel like we're also really looking forward to kind of portraying a lot of the ideas in psychology mm-hmm. in a very human way because no, I think honestly speaking social media has yeah. a lot of way of making or amplifying things or making yeah. them to be so extreme yeah. and there's like, these unrealistic yeah. expectations exactly uh-huh. and also the whole idea of um, uh, what's it called like cancel culture yeah. and definitely. you know because we're all running away from dealing with ourselves mm-hmm. or facing ourselves you mm-hmm. know and we all do it so we also kind of want to um bring out our insights and the insights yeah. of others in a yeah. way very humbling yeah. and also shared experiences we want to highlight those shared mm-hmm. experiences because at the end of the day i feel like we all go through very similar things yeah, you know definitely yeah yeah so um the next question mm-hmm. is um our hope and wish or, or our hopes and goals for rafiki and what does the future of rafiki look like <laughs> yeah okay yeah. um hmm I haven't really thought yeah. about that question in depth <laughs> so much, yeah. but I think mm-hmm. I think what I see for the future of Rafiki is is just a group of a group of individuals who mm-hmm. who I think maintain that compassion mm-hmm. in all times. Those times mm-hmm. where we're feeling both empowered and disempowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah i think i yeah. think for me that's that's like a major goal yeah. because i think a lot of times i think about how even in those feelings of self doubt we create mm. an illusion of not of being confident and i th- mm. at least for me that's mm. something i've experienced and that it's like true. i don't want to yeah. feel obliged to create this illusion i want yeah. to be able to sit with those difficult yeah. emotions and exactly. i think it's just like being in a community where there's like we're making room for all of those yeah. varying experiences to exist. I think yeah. that's what I love for yeah. Rafiki. No, you said that so beautifully. I always tell Bernalisa she has such a good way with her words and expressing you. yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like definitely empowerment is mm-hmm. such a big part of this. And like, also, um, I don't know, like, when I also, when, when I think about the goals mm-hmm. of, of, or the future of Rafiki, I just... I want to be such a, I just want to be such a big compassionate presence yes. in Kenya like I don't know I feel like there's so many people that are overlooked in mm-hmm. Kenyan society so mm-hmm. many people and I don't know I just I don't know if it's just going to be like in Kenya or mm-hmm. like universal or something yeah. I just I know I want to do a lot of big things with you you know Absolutely. I want us to like I want us I don't know why this word empowerment really mm-hmm. sticks with me a lot because I feel like you know, also my mom was into politics mm-hmm. and like she was really, empowerment was a big part of what she was, yeah. you know, 
and I don't know, like the way she talks about it, I would love to also bring yeah. her onto this episode, yes. so <laughs> onto this podcast. But mm-hmm. I think empowerment is such a powerful thing, mm-hmm. and and giving the space for people to be heard and to come mm-hmm. as they are. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Uh, we I feel like um, there's another thing that uh, our professor once said mm-hmm. is that when you're, you know, you you kind of also become educators, not educators, mm-hmm. but yeah. you are you. You do have a lot of... You it's like a vessel of knowledge. Exactly. That's like, yeah, like knowledge is passing through us Exactly. Almost, and know? and I really love how he said that now is the time mm-hmm. to find your voice, you know. Yeah. And not just... in not just, I'm not saying that as in like to nurture the savior complex. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there is times where we can like use our knowledge mm-hmm. and also to help others, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that is also beneficial for them, yeah. you know, and also learning from them and meeting them where they are at Absolutely. and then meeting us where we're at, yeah. you know, so I feel like finding our voice and our, you know, another thing we've been talking about a lot is intuition, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. I've been feeling that mm-hmm. a lot, you know, that um, like certain things in life that are calling us, I mm-hmm. feel like also Rafiki and the future mm-hmm. of it yeah guys sorry now i'm also rambling a bit (laughs) yeah because it is overwhelming thinking about the future and how much we even think about Mm -hmm. the future and plan about it yeah because i think it's like sometimes i i you know i want to focus on the future and like get caught all Mm -hmm. caught up in that but other times i'm just like so caught in the moment i'm like i'm just thinking about now i'm just yeah Yeah, yeah, but I think that's that's what happened to the nerves. You're just yeah. like in that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I think it's also so nice how um, Brendlis and I have both also kind of been on a similar journey. Yeah, and definitely. I feel like the the creation of Rafiki also mm-hmm. kind of happened at the right time because mm-hmm. I feel like we're both stepping into our power. Yeah, especially and with that um, inner child, um, inner yeah. child work, and I think power is such a is such an important word because even if you look at like Eric Erickson mm. and it's like once you undergo that trust and mistrust with the world or in yeah. your relationships the next the next challenge is you know autonomy versus shame mm. and doubt mm. and I feel like when you're you know going back to our what we want for the future of Rafiki yeah. when you're in that place of shame and doubt mm. you know like it's 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 like an it's a constant it's it's a lifelong battle yeah. and I think it's like it's being able to just sit with yourself in those yeah. times of shame and doubt to like re-empower yourself and yeah. um, even going back into politics and autonomy. We can yeah. even see how like leadership mimics parenting styles yeah, and it's like exactly. if these leaders are parenting these nations, like they yeah. better do it right, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel you and I feel like also with that shame comes like mm. like addiction at mm. times yeah. and also the... Um, there's something else I wanted to say about um sorry I lost my train of thought (laughs) but I think um like being like especially when you're young and Mm -hmm. you're and you're in that um kind of environment Mm. you also start believing the things that are being told to you and also the the type of events that play out in Mm. your life and you know there's believing it and then there's becoming addicted to those like kind of yeah those cycles and yeah, I don't know how it's going to tie that back to you. No, but, but I think it, it, it is. <laughs> and think, yeah. Because it's like those cycles, I mean, even though you've you've dealt with like the this, the challenge of autonomy and mm-hmm. shame and doubt, later on in life, if, if, if you haven't fully resolved that, it's going to replay and yeah. replay and replay. And it's mm-hmm. like, instead of creating an illusion of autonomy, yeah. it's actually sitting with, yeah. instead of ignoring the shame that exactly. you're feeling, like actually sit with that shame and autonomy. Yeah. And 
remember that you are no lesser yeah. even with those feelings exactly and I, yeah i definitely and, think and i think also mm-hmm. um i love that and i think also there's something um that you reminded me mm-hmm. of which is our world's obsession with happiness you know mm, and yeah. um i feel like this is seen in social media society the way we're parented in the mm-hmm. education system everywhere yeah. you know and um even the way people respond to you when you're sad you know mm-hmm. of like oh just be happy it's okay you'll be fine you know mm-hmm. it won't last forever and, and it's like toxic positivity yeah but yeah. but i think it's so deeply ingrained in us that mm-hmm. we forget that we can be sad and peaceful at the same time yeah. we can be happy and peaceful i feel like mm-hmm. um not maybe peace is also not the word but mm-hmm. being able to sit with it is mm-hmm. what i mean you know Absolutely. and um like i feel like this is also where for example in in like the kenyan parenting style mm-hmm. is also the whole idea of fixing it for you yeah. or like and or like yeah know. like a quick like bandage quick, fix yeah. you know just like exactly <clears throat> and and not saying like you know let's mm. and and i think that also increases the shame that people yeah. feel around emotion know. and exactly you know, d- yeah, I hear you. exactly like i think also in um like i think i well i i spoke with you a lot about this but mm-hmm. like being you know always being told you're too sensitive mm-hmm. or yeah. or especially um oh you're so sappy i remember yeah. I, being told that a mm-hmm, lot you know mm-hmm. and i feel like now also that we're both stepping into our power yeah. that's that's such a strength to be able no. to feel so deeply and maybe Definitely. not even a strength maybe it's just we're not muting ourselves to yeah. our to, to the way that we're feeling and mm-hmm. but at the same time we still struggle a lot to sit yeah. with it like every other person it's mm-hmm. not like at times when you are actually being anxious or mm-hmm. sad like at times I'm like it's okay just sit with it it's okay to be anxious but really it's yeah it is difficult you know, and, sometimes and that's where that quote of sometimes your heart needs a bit longer to catch up with what the mind already yeah. knows comes in because it's like um you know you know you're maybe you know it's okay to be mm-hmm. anxious but your heart doesn't believe it yet because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's a safe it's safe yeah, to and be it's probably yeah. adapted to that unhealthy cycle exactly well. yeah yeah that was beautifully yeah. said. <laughs> I'm really proud of us. I think no, really Brenda Lisa and I were both kind of nervous. <laughs> but yeah. I'm so proud of us. I think that and thank you guys so much for your support mm-hmm. and for all of the hype. No, <laughs> it definitely it goes a long way and we're honestly so excited to to just, you know, hear what you guys have yeah. to say and um to embark on this journey and see where it takes us. Yeah. No, but I think that about um yeah. wraps up our first episode, yes. but um we do want to encourage you guys that um to be to feel free to interact with us as much as you like mm-hmm. and even if you have some afterthoughts about every episode, we're so open to hearing them. Yeah. We want to also learn from you guys and yeah. We want to give you guys that space also. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, thank you guys for sitting with us. Yeah. And we're looking forward to the next yes, episode. Exactly. And when that is, we're not quite sure yet. But <laughs> stay tuned. And we really hope that you guys enjoyed this. And feel free to share it with your friends and with people that you think might also be interested in us. Yeah. All thank right. you guys so much. Have a lovely day. <laughs>